Welcome to Words, Words, Words. This is your host, Robert Tinajero. Today we'll be talking about the origins of the term Super Bowl. With the Super Bowl coming up uh, very soon, I thought this would be a good opportunity to um, talk about the term Super Bowl. And so uh, I always figured that the Super Bowl was called the Super Bowl because big uh, end of the season football games in college are called bowls. And I just figured Somebody came up with the name Super to make it sound grand, like the grand big game at the end of the season. And it's kind of connected to that, but there was some interesting information that I found when I did a little bit of research on this topic. And so I'm looking at an article titled How the Super Bowl Got Its Name by Rowena Lindsay. And I'm just going to read from that article. So it says, um, the term was coined by Lamar Hunt, the Kansas City Chiefs owner, in 1966. The Super Bowl was named after the Super Ball, a bouncy ball which was one of the most popular toys in America in the mid-1960s. The term bowl was already frequently used to refer to the last game in collegiate football seasons and was incorporated into professional football lingo. So like I said, I wasn't surprised about the bowl part. I already knew that was connected to games, but I had no idea that it was connected to this kid's toy or bouncy ball uh, from the mid-60s. I also had heard it was connected to Lamar Hunt. Uh, Lamar Hunt, who who is a major figure in professional football, uh, and it's kind of fitting that um, this year that the Kansas City Chiefs are in the Super Bowl uh, and we're talking about the the origins of the term, uh, which, which is connected to their their uh, previous owner Lamar Hunt. Um, so in the article, it continues by saying Hunt first used the term at a meeting in the summer of 1966, during which he and other football bigwigs were planning the first championship game, which was scheduled to take place the next February between the Green Bay Packers and Kansas City Chiefs. Some of the some of the names they were throwing around were, were first AFL slash NFL World Championship game or just the final game or championship game. And other names the committee used to refer to the game like those never caught on. Finally, Hunt blurted out that it should be called the Super Bowl. He later admitted that the inspiration for the term probably came from the Super Bowl, the toy his two children were infatuated with at the time. So that's kind of interesting that Hunt himself wasn't even positive of where that term came from or how he how he thought about it, but he seems to think that it was probably connected to this Super Bowl toy that his two children were, were playing with a lot at the time. And so the article continues, although Super Bowl was used unofficially by fans and the media alike, The term was not officially adopted until the fourth annual championship in 1970, the year before the now famous Roman numerals were attached to the game. In prior years, the championship game was officially called the AFL-NFL Championships or World Football Championships. Over the years, people challenged the name and others have questioned the legitimacy of Hunt's role in coining the term. 
1969, there was a contest to rebrand the game under a more sophisticated name. So it's funny how, how some people thought Super Bowl wasn't sophisticated enough. And so some suggestions were Ultimate Bowl and another suggestion was Premier Bowl. Uh, but none of those really caught on or stuck. And so Super Bowl has endured for all these years. Um, and so in a 2011 at, uh, Atlantic Monthly article, it suggested that the timeline of events is incorrect as far as the naming of Super Bowl and that the media started referring to the game as a Super Bowl before Hunt did. So it's interesting that there is some controversy kind of connected to whether or not um, Hunt did come up with the name, but most people, it seems, go with go with that story. And so that's a little bit of the history. Uh, I also wanted to talk about a couple of other terms that I thought were interesting since we're on the topic of football. And so those terms are quarterback, fullback, and halfback. And so um, there's another article from the Sports Stack Exchange um, titled just why is the player in the middle of I formation called a fullback? And so I'm going to read a little bit about um, about these these titles that are given to these players. And so if you don't watch a lot of football, right, when we're talking about on the offensive side, the backs, these are the people that are lined up behind the offensive line. And so you have the quarterback, the fullback, and the halfback. And these terms have been kind of used in different ways over time, especially halfback and fullback. Quarterback hasn't really changed that much. And so um, I'm going to read a little bit from this article. It says, um, as, the, as the professional football game became more sophisticated, backs positioned at different depths, so different distances from the offensive line. <laughs> and so those um, that were further from the line were differentiated into halfback, three-quarters back, and fullback. It was actually the Irish nomenclature of quarterback, halfback, and fullback that came to North America for use in what was to become the dominant native form of football. The terms became hyphenated and eventually unhyphenated single words. So originally they were hyphenated like quarter, hyphen, back, half, hyphen back, full, hyphen back, um, but now we just use them as, as single words, quarterback, halfback, and fullback. So over time, the typically fastback who played fullback on offense and defense was replaced by a heavier one who presented a greater threat to run with the ball more or less straight ahead and to tackle his opponent trying to do the same. For this purpose, the player tended to be placed closer to the offensive line than previously, often as far forward as the halfbacks, the offensive backs then forming a letter T, sometimes called a straight T, later to distinguish it from slight variants wherein other backs did not form a line perpendicular to that from the quarterback or even farther forward, but the position kept being called fullback. And so that, that's getting a little technical there, um, uh, but right, these terms have uh, evolved over time and they're all connected to being, like I said, back from the offensive line. And it's interesting that the terminology comes, like it says, from this, this Irish uh, nomenclature. Um, and some of these terms definitely, you know, in Ireland, they weren't playing football, they weren't playing American football. Um, so these terms are connected to rugby in some ways as well. 
Um, so to continue here, uh, in the 1960s, many non-professional teams lost the distinction between a halfback and fullback. But the NFL maintained this nomenclature naming of halfback and fullback. The distinction between fullback and halfback was erased, each replaced by running back in, in certain leagues or certain situations, certain teams. That term became popular during the 1960s as well, although even into the 1970s, some playing the pro set kept the halfback-fullback distinction. The distinction referred to the build of the players, the fullback being a stronger runner more or less straight ahead and the halfback faster to attack the defensive flanks. However, on many teams, there is no strong distinction between those backs, and since their major role was running with the ball, running back was most descriptive without maintaining a spurious geometric connotation that had become outmoded by their lining up in different depth relationships. So to simplify that, um, there was the halfback and the fullback, and the fullback was the bigger back that um, was more likely just to kind of plow forward and run straight, while the halfback um, was, was faster and was able to run out to the flanks or run out to the edges of the offensive line. Um, but since, since both of them were running the ball, right, running back became the popular term for either one. Um, in today's NFL, there's definitely still a distinction between fullback and halfback, <coughs> and the halfback is, is still kind of the, the faster running back, but, but in today's game, so many running backs are big and fast. Um, but in some cases, there, there are definitely distinctions. I've also heard the term scat back uh, for someone like uh, Darren Sproles, who played with the Eagles for so long, kind of a real small, quick back. So I've heard scat back as well. So all of them scat back, full back, half back are all running backs. But then there's sometimes distinctions based on their size or, or when they come in for certain plays or what they do on those plays. Um, as for me, um, when I think of a fullback, I think of a big kind of plowing back. Um, in, in the last, you know, 20 years, when I think fullback, one of the guys I think of is Mike Allstott from the, uh, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, for me, that represented, like, a true um, fullback who was a, a big guy, um, wasn't very quick, wasn't very fast, but he would just plow forward as opposed to running backs uh, or a running back that was, was quicker, still strong, but quicker, faster. Uh, and there's every team has um, uh, halfbacks nowadays. Some will have labeled fullbacks on the roster, but others won't. So that is today's episode. Got into a little bit of football terminology there with Super Bowl and halfback and fullback. Um, and a little bit about quarterback. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you enjoy the Super Bowl. And as always, um, you can listen to the podcast on uh, Anchor, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, and anywhere where podcasts are available. You can also follow the podcast on social media uh, at Words, 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 on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Have a great day and enjoy the game.